0: Hello and welcome back to the Men You're Not Alone podcast. This is episode 79 and it's going to be a bit of a weird one, but I think it's an important one because I now know that that I'm not imagining something and this will dovetail a little bit with episode 69. I've been fascinated for quite a few years with, with radio frequency and what it does to the mind and it's, it just, it's just a weird feel because it's something you can't see. But it's definitely something that's real and it's used by all kinds of technologies uh, for good and not so good purposes or bad purposes. At least that's the way I see it. But it, it is something that is unnatural to be projecting through our bodies, through our minds. And it's not something that should be in such abundance upon the earth and so I don't know what the I don't know what the long-term consequences of that is or even the short-term consequences, but I've seen enough and studied enough and read enough to know that there are definitely consequences to it. So in, in episode 69, I mentioned that I was uh, I had heard a song playing in my head that I'd never heard before, completely unfamiliar to me, but it was absolutely a song. And I described it as being something that was inside my head. It was not coming from outside. I wasn't hearing it. It was in my head, and the fact that it was an unfamiliar song—it was something I had never heard before. Yet, it was a definite song. <laughs> so last night, you know, I've had my hunches. So I haven't—I have mentioned this on my podcast, but there are times when um, I hear things in my when I'm in my bed at night, and it'll be just it'll be small uh, snippets of voice. And not like some kind of creepy thing, not like some kind of, you know, like there's some kind of demon in my room or in my head or something like that. It's not like that at all. It is something that I think because I understand radio frequency and how it can be used that it doesn't it doesn't scare me and it's not unfamiliar to me. So I have not really talked about it with anybody, but last night was the clincher for me. So last night about 3.30, it was actually right at 3.30. So I heard I was, i had been sound asleep since 10, about 10 o'clock. I try to go to bed at a fairly decent time, but about, so i had been asleep for about five and a half hours and I sleep pretty soundly. I also sleep fairly lightly. And I think that I attribute that to decades of sleeping on the ground in the Rockies and Having to stay aware of things that were around me even when I slept. And then I rolled from that to having kids, which made me, it really sharpened my edge as a light sleeper. I sleep really well, but I also, it takes very little to wake me up. And so if there's a sound that's unusual or something like that, like it, it wakes me up, and I've been that way for so many years that I don't bolt up, I don't jump or anything like that. I just, I just open my eyes, and or sometimes I don't even open my eyes. I just listen, and I want to hear if I can hear the sound again, so that I know if I am some, if it's something of no concern, or if I'm grabbing the twelve gauge and meeting somebody in my house who does not have the best interests of my family at heart. So anyway, so last night it was ten o'clock. I went to bed three thirty. I wake up, and it was it was because something awakened me at three thirty, and it wasn't alarming, but it woke me up. And so I my eyes opened, and right as my eyes opened, I heard two words, and they, I wish I could remember what they were. They were not in English. My best guess is it sounded like a young Chinese man saying two words. They were a little bit longer words and he spoke them slowly. And I thought that maybe I thought, well, maybe it was a dream. I don't know, but it was clear as a bell. But the problem is I was awake. It wasn't that I was asleep. So I heard them. And again, they were it sounded like they were in my head because I have looked. I found no audible device in my house. Uh, This is crazy talk, but I don't even care because it's real. And the reason that I know it's real now is because my dog heard it. And so she sleeps right next to my bed and always ready to lunge into action should anything so much as make a twitch in the house. So last night when I woke and I heard the two words that were said and they were, they were spoke, I would say, more at like this speed. They were really slow very deliberate, very clear, and it just sounded to me like somebody from the Pacific Rim, that sort of an accent, uh, as if, and it was not in English. I don't know what the words were, but they were similar to each other, almost as if they might have rhymed in that language. I didn't move. I just laid there with my eyes opened, but I could hear my dog breathing. So I rolled over in my bed and she is standing. She had been sleeping. She's standing next to my bed at full attention. She wasn't growling or anything like that, but she was standing like she had bolted up. Like whatever it was, she heard it too. So it wasn't just me, which makes me wonder if it was something that she had heard coming from an audible source, I think she would have barked. Um, I, I think it's something, because I didn't jump, so it would have given her no, even if I roll in bed or something like that, when I flip over, you know, if I sleep, want to sleep in a different position, she still just lays there. Unless there's something about me that gives her alarm, she will stay relaxed. But the minute she notices that, if she senses tension in the room really, really fast, and she can see it in our faces, in our body posture, everything like that. So she, her situational awareness is is pretty... Uh, it's quite elevated because of her breed, so she heard it too. So she was standing there. So I patted her on the back and the head and told her good job. She laid back down and went right back to sleep. So did I, and figured I would think about it and and, and assess what it what had happened. Well, a short while later, the, there was a loud bang, not like a gun, like something had been dropped, say like on a countertop, like a a package of flour maybe a five-pound package of flour or something like that, a bag of onions, like it had been dropped on the counter. Well, she heard that too. And that time she growled. And so she was standing up again. She heard that. And she was like, a, it's a low growl when she does not She's waiting to see what how I react to it. And if she sees me react to it, she's going to kind of go full bore. If I stay calm, she just gives a really low growl to wait to see what I do. She just wants me to know that she heard something that was not supposed to be heard. It was an unusual sound for our house. I don't think either of the sounds were in our house. I think they were in our skulls. And it, it takes me back to, I mean, there's some. there are some options. And I think, I don't know if the voice to skull uh, frequencies are, are something that would explain the song I heard. Because that's not the first time I've heard somebody speaking in my head, but it's only late at night and it's only laying in my bed. It's not the song that I listened to. I was not in bed and it was it was earlier in the day. That was an unusual one. But other than that, it's usually it's right there. And it sounds like somebody's like sitting under my bed, which isn't possible because there's no way to get under my bed. So it could be voice-to-skull technology, and I don't know if it has anything to do with the new 5G towers that are set uh, in proximity to my house, though I'm in, I mean, it's kind of cool, I'm in a dead spot, it's a very small dead spot, and my house sort of sits right in the middle of it, and I sort of see that as a blessing. I don't know if it has something to do with that, but the fact that it sounded like somebody that was Chinese, Korean, something like that, that was the unusual part to me. And so I don't know if somebody is jacking with people and using technology that I suspect we don't make, but ins- instead we import it. Is there something that can be broadcast from a some of the new towers that are very close to each other now with this 5G network set up and, and our 5G poles have been energized? So i watched them finally set the electric meters and turn the, turn the power on to them. And plus, I'm friends with the gentleman who does it. So they are, in fact, energized. And it, it it wasn't until those were energized that this started happening. So that is my theory. And I'm only saying that in case there are other people, because I'm not the only person that's that's going to have wondered, like, where did that just come from? And I'm not real familiar with voice to skull technology, but it does totally make sense. I mean, uh, a piezo speaker, uh, you know, when you can put it on a a wall and turn a wall into a speaker just from the frequency of the sound waves. I don't need any more evidence than that. Those are old technology. That stuff you can set them on a tabletop and and play the use the tabletop as a speaker with, and you can't if you. If you lift the piezo speaker off, you can't hear anything because it's simply generating sound waves, and and that is old. I remember that technology being experimented by Bose, and there was a local man where I grew up who, uh that's what he he's he had a sound studio and a like an audio. He was an audio file, I guess you would call it, an audio junkie. And he was working on speakers about the same time that Bose was that really they weren't speakers. They mixed sound waves together to carry music so that there would be no distortion in it. And then it wasn't too long. And I was that was back when I was 16. So that's 36 years ago. So again, that's old technology to be able to broadcast a sound into a hard object, which a skull or a bone would be a hard object that would basically work like a piezo speaker but without the, sp- the little piezo un- or pizza i don't even know how you say it unit I'm, I'm assuming it's italian but maybe it's not but uh you know without that if you can just generate the sound wave and you don't need the device touching the the surface it, it just doesn't seem like a stretch to me at all that that technology would be it, Really not that difficult to do if you could focus the sound. And it could be broadcast. So I haven't asked any of my neighbors if they've heard anything like that, but I will. And they'll tell me uh, because there's enough weird things that have gone on in the world these days that that people aren't so uh, unafraid to speak up if they hear something. So I wanted to put this on there in case there are other guys who have heard it. And there's really nothing I'm mean, i going to do about it or or you're going to do about it. I don't think. There's nothing that comes to mind. But I wanted to at least document it. And the only other odd thing that that dovetails with this in episode 69 is that about a year ago, roughly, somebody was in our house and, and it happened on two occasions. And they didn't, I could find nothing disturbed, nothing bothered. But both times, whoever it was that got into my house wanted me to know that they could get into the house very easily. And with the locks I had on, I like picking locks and I like... Uh, I, I just enjoy the challenge of doing that. And the locks that I had on there, you know, at the time, my record is 21 seconds to get through my deadbolt, through my, my doorknob and into my house. And that's uh, that's picking it. So I knew it didn't take long to get in to through the lock sets that I had, but that's all I had the money for at the time was to buy those. So I've changed the locks and I've not seen that happen again. I put a a lock that's a lot harder to pick. It takes a lot longer. It looks a little more suspicious standing at the door for that long. And my neighbors are way too attentive to not notice it. So, but whoever it was that was in my house, they came in and didn't mess with anything. And the first time I caught it and it's the kids and I had gone to the store. We came back and the front door was open. And I remember specifically locking it. Even my son held the door so that we could twist the deadbolt or lock it with a key because I make my doors pretty snug. And the uh, the front door and the back door were open. Not, not unlocked, they were open. And so I went through the house, found nothing um, unusual except that the shotgun that I keep to greet people with... Uh, ill intentions from my family somebody had unchambered all the rounds and put them next to the shotgun and so it, whatever it was they were seeking to do they just wanted me to know that they could get into the house and they were here and so i don't know what it was but i trust god to take care of to to watch over my family there was nothing i could do about that at the moment and there was nothing to call the cops about at the time if somebody can pop in through the the door without raising attention they're sure as, as hell not reckless enough to put prints all over everything, and and then about a month later, uh, we we came home and the kids caught this one, and we were we were just coming back from a just a really short trip out, you know, something under an hour, and we came back and my son had stepped up, my oldest had stepped up to the front porch, and he immediately like pushed his sister to like the make her stop. And they bailed off the front porch and backed up. And I knew exactly what, what made him do it. So I set down, whatever I was carrying, and I told him to go. I handed him the keys to the pickup and told him to go get the pickup and start it and get ready to leave if, if he saw anything happen to me to get out of the driveway and go. And again, I walked in and the front door was open, not, un- not just unlocked, it was open. And the back door was open as well. And I knew I wasn't, a even the kids, they I mean, my oldest, he said, uh, he said, dad, I pulled that door so you could lock it. I was standing right there holding the door so that you could get the deadbolt to bite. He said, we were both standing right there. I saw you lock it. That door was closed and locked. And he said, we sure as heck didn't leave the back door open. So we always check our locks and we have, I've raised my kids to do that. Before we leave, everybody, we go through, we make sure all the doors are locked and then we leave. The doors are locked and closed. And I do that as much for weather as anything else. But there have been some unusual things that have happened. And I I doubt that I'm the only person that has experienced this. And I don't know what somebody's designs are, but that's partly why we got a dog. If they want to come in and dance with the dog, once they get through the lock, because my dog will know anybody that's taking the time to pick the lock does not have good intentions. And so we'll let the dog deal with them. But uh, since we've had a dog, we've not had any issues with that. But anyway, I wanted to put this onto a podcast episode and it's definitely an unusual one. But I now I know I'm not imagining it because my dog heard both both instances last night. She heard what I heard and she didn't know what to do with it either. And I, I'll leave it at that. There's not much more I can say about it. But just to put the information out there, that's it. And I hope that you have a good day. This will conclude episode 79 and I'll catch you on the next one. This is going to be a brief addendum to this episode because it's the way my mind works is I think through things out loud. It helps me to remember things. And so from episode 69, just to kind of put this into one cumulative collection of odd things that dovetail with the radio frequency thing of this episode is also, and I believe I touched on this in episode 69, it would be the fact of the two times that I awakened not very long ago, uh, going into shock, which was, uh, to say unusual, it was highly unusual. Um, I've never done it in my life. And to be going into shock for no physical reason, like no health reason, nothing like that, I'm in pretty good shape. Uh, it's just not something that happens to me. So those, and I believe I touched on those, and one of those I called 911 on myself, only to be told that physically I my body was the closest to somebody who runs a lot because I hike so much and 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 I'm, I'm always moving so I, I tend to stay in pretty good shape. And then also with uh, the fact that've I've measured a pulsing frequency that comes in uh, it since I, since we've lived here, I've known there's one that comes through the living room window. That one is is easy to detect. That one has not been a mystery to me. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know what it's doing. Um, but I know where it's coming from, the direction it's coming from. But also, you know, the one that's coming through my bedroom wall toward where my head is, it's coming through a wall with no windows. And, and the fact that I've measured these, these aren't. this isn't crazy talk. Like these are things I have quantified on two separate radio frequency meters. So it, it just because we can't see stuff doesn't mean... It makes it crazy. There's all kinds of theoretical science stuff that goes on that people believe. These you can actually quantify because you can detect them. The The two times of waking up going into shock were weird. The second one didn't startle me as much. I pretty much was braced for it. And I, 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 it was very familiar to me since it wasn't very far apart from the previous one. And then being able to measure that pulsing signal uh, on more than one occasion that comes through the wall of my bedroom which might help explain possibly where the sound of the voice is. Maybe that is, and it's late at night, and I did not grab my meter last night. I wish I would have. I had already laid back down into bed, and I was thinking, I need to grab my meter, see if the signal is there pulsing through that bedroom wall. But perhaps late at night, that signal is generated to create a voice-to-skull, maybe it is a voice-to-skull transmission, and whoever made the technology that's in those 5G towers perhaps that's something that the people who purchased it even are unaware that it's actually broadcasting. I would say that's not beyond the realm of any possibility at all. I, I have no idea what the purpose would be, but that is a very possible explanation. And the fact that I can detect them on my, my RF meters, not just one of them, but two different meters, I can pick up the signal um, and it's there. And then uh, on an an entirely unrelated I don't know that it's entirely unrelated. I don't know what's related and what's not. But as I went back and edited this episode, and I was editing it, I also remembered an occasion several years back where the kids and I were out riding our bikes. It was it was dark. We were riding our bikes, and there was a black SUV that the kids, it was like a Yukon, not a Suburban or something like that. It was a Yukon or a Tahoe and even the kids it was actually my kid i mean i had noticed it and maybe they could tell when my radar's up but one of my one of the kids said is that th- that's the same suv we saw or the same car we saw over there and i said yes it is and they said Are, is that is that car following us i said well i think it's possible that that car is following us and so we kind of detoured around uh, because we know the area. We're on bicycles and we know it in the daylight. So we know where we can cut through places. It's easy to disappear on a bicycle, especially in the dark. We know. And so we kind of doubled back on them without them knowing it. And sure enough, they they were looking for, they were following our travel path and they were looking for, they were, fo- I don't know, they were following our travel path. So we kept Going on, and so I wanted to get them moving back in the direction of the house that we were living in, so I got them to a street, and they this SUV pulled up in the distance. Uh, we were kind of just barely caught by the light of a street light i I, I told the three kids I said I, in just a second, I want you to ride across the street and I want and, and I told them how to go back to the house and they knew the way, but it was all completely dark. So there would they would disappear once they crossed the street, they'd be in the darkness, uh, but they knew the way to get back to the house without any risk really of them smashing into something on their bicycles. but they would be basically invisible to the naked eye. And so I told them to go, and the SUV was just sitting sitting on the edge of the street, but like way like where we could barely see them like back far enough, not in the light or anything like that. The headlights were off and they were sitting there and And I just assumed that they could see us and that's why they had stopped. I sent the kids across the street and just from some of the my background, I took off and I rode my mountain bike as fast as I could ride straight at them. And I, drove, I rode my bike. I was pedaling as hard as I could pedal and sure enough, it threw them off guard. They didn't know what to do with it. So... They both just sat there in the, pa- in the front seats. And so I went around. I wanted to get a look at the tags. I wanted to know kind of who was in that freaking vehicle and why were they following us? Because it, it's just creepy when you have three kids uh, and you're trying to do this in the dark. And it was just weird. So anyway, as I, as I raced up to the front of the Tahoe, they just sat there. I don't think they knew what to do because they didn't expect me to do that. And so I just zipped around the back of the vehicle. Well, as I passed the driver, uh, I saw the the passenger door open. So I had already zipped around, hopped the curb and and came down the passenger side. As I was coming down the passenger side of the vehicle, the guy had opened the door and he was reaching around to his back like where a person would hide a weapon. And I just took off, pedaled as hard as I could and crossed the street, disappeared under the woods and took off and met the kids exactly where I told them to meet me. And and then we went home and we did not see that vehicle again. But that was like that was one that spooked them. It's it, it scared me far more than I let on to it at the time because I didn't want to startle the kids too much. But they could tell that there was something exceedingly unusual about that. Like in a in a darker, creepy way. So to this day, I don't know who those gentlemen are. I don't know why they were following us. There's nothing. And, and I'm just glad that I think probably God went with me to ride back. It's the only thing I knew to do to throw them off, just, just to mix things up, was to go straight at them. And because it was the last thing they would expect. Because we hadn't done that to that point. So anyway, I have no idea if that has any relation to... This other stuff with somebody coming in our house with the potential voice to skull, any of that, I don't know, Uh, but this is, that's sort of a cumulative look at some odd things that have happened. I do know a potential reason why somebody may have been in our house at some point, but that's not going to be discussed on this podcast. And it's not some criminal thing that I've done or anything like that. It's not a sketchy background. It is sometimes just the circle that I run in and, and, and I'll leave it at that. I don't know. I've always asked unconventional questions. I did it as a child. I certainly did it through my college years, my undergraduate years. And it it caught quite a few people's attention. And it, it really almost got me kicked out of the university just for asking legitimate questions, not in a condescending way, legitimate questions about what we were being taught and and they didn't like the questions. They told me it was wrong to even ask the questions. And that's when I knew that something was was truly amiss with where universities were going to go, because that was my understanding of the purpose of a university was to sort of flesh out uh, why a person believes what they believe, form their, start forming their opinions about their worldview, things like that. And when I tried to do that and not just go with the flow, because what I was being taught was... Uh, I couldn't find any basis in fact for it. So when I asked about things that did have a basis in fact that contradicted what they said and I could show them in published journals, uh, history books and things like that, it was welcomed (laughs) – it was welcomed with a threat to kick me out of the university just for asking those questions. So anyway, I don't know. I would say that there's enough in my history of asking unconventional things or looking at things in an unconventional way, not even in a conspiratorial way, nothing like that. Just unusual. I don't know why my head works that way. It just does. And that doesn't always win a lot of friends when when you, you just have a natural inability to believe the narrative when it doesn't make sense. And I have really not been afraid of, of voicing that those questions throughout most of my life. So I don't know if any of those things are related, but there it is. It's out there. Now this will conclude episode 79, and I do hope that you have a great day.